Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Well, welcome back. Friday, January 5th, 2024. I am, I am Seth Liebson coming to you live from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studio brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. Mr. Bill is to my right. David Dahl right in front of me and uh, Borealic of him, Terry, Miss Terry, as we call her. I had some kind of fun things I wanted to start the show with. Um given that it's a Friday and all that. But then, you know, <laughs> Joe Biden gives this speech at Valley Forge today. Uh, just completed it maybe about an hour or so ago. It's his first political speech of the um, of the campaign and of the new year, uh, playing off the ad that he released yesterday. It's the it's the same theme, tenor and timbre of timber of um of the ad, the speech he gave at Valley Forge today. And I, I guess I'll, I'll say a few things about it and see if I can get to some of the other more kind of Friday stuff. You know, we used to have something around here called Fun Friday. And, you know, we should resist the pressure of the times that keeps us from engaging in that, don't you, you think? You probably haven't asked me what I learned in six months. Is that right? Yeah. We uh, used to do that. on Friday? All that, right. Yeah. Bookmark that for the next segment. And Mr. Bill, too. You better learn something in the next whatever. <laughs> the next 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, let's do that because that was fun. And we need it. We need this, especially given the dire situation we have with the leadership that we have. The world is on fire. And um, all by dint of a lack of leadership, the country is facing its own invasion all by the dint of the leadership that is extant at the White House. And President Biden goes to Valley Forge to open up a, uh, I don't know, the speech is about 30 minutes, so open up a speech all about, obviously, why you would speak at Valley Forge, George Washington, with evident and obvious and implicit, implicit but obvious comparisons of George Washington to himself, all about George Washington fighting for democracy. And the word democracy is in this speech. I, we don't have the transcript yet. The White House hasn't uh, published, uh, pu- uh, published it yet, nor have any of the newspapers. You can get it on, you can get the audio online. I watched it online on, on, uh, on the computer. The word democracy all over the place and invoking George Washington and George Washington's fight for democracy and saving democracy and creating, demo- creating preserving, saving democracy. The funny thing about that, by the way, is in I'm not someone who dislikes the word democracy, but it would be nice if we actually could quote George Washington if we're going to invoke him so much for the notion of what a democracy is. Because you know what? I I don't think – and I'm happy to be corrected on this. I love to be corrected, actually. I I never want to say anything wrong. I don't think – in a single writing or speech of George Washington's, he even uses that word. I know that's a big claim, but I think I'm right about that. I think I'm right about that. I don't think he ever used that word. Now, to a lot of people who aren't familiar 
with the Constitution or constitutional history, they'll say they'll be saying, well, what what the heck are you talking about? It's because our founders and those who know the Federalist Papers know this well, did not want a democracy. We were not built to have a democracy. They wanted a republic, a republican form of government is what our Constitution speaks of and what the Federalist authors speak of. Uh, Not that there is implicitly something wrong with the notion of democracy when we use it so generically. Yes, of course, we get that. We get that, the generic use of it. But there's something odd about the impassioned use and redounding to that word when it comes from the president so often in invoking the founders. It was a word they did not like. It has come to take on its own meaning. But when you invoke the founders and keep using a word that they treated with a pejorative view, it's odd. It's odd to me. It's also odd to me, if not ironic, if not hypocritical, if not fairly contemptible, that he can speak so much about saving and preserving democracy on the one hand, while on the other hand speaking about MAGA Republicans and Donald Trump as threatening democracy, as his very party and his very movement is seeking to throw Donald Trump off the ballot so that people cannot vote for him. If Joe Biden truly cared about democracy, if the DNC truly cared about democracy, they would be filing amicus briefs to the Supreme Court on behalf of Donald Trump's claims to be on the ballot in Colorado and in Maine and what other silly states make these silly decisions based on a silly reading of the 14th Amendment that no one has ever read it to mean before and certainly doesn't apply in this case as he continues to use the word insurrection, Joe Biden does, a word that does not apply to what Donald Trump said or what Donald Trump engaged in. Who was it the other day? Gosh, this was a smart point. And all the, all the, um, all the talk we've had about uh, January 6th, who was it who made the point the other day? I hadn't heard it until the other day. And maybe it's a fault of mine. And maybe the blame is on me for this. Mr. Bill, David, has this thought ever connected to you about January 6th? There is probably no more heavily armed movement or conjury of people in this country than those who would have shown up at January 6th? There probably is not. There probably in this country is not a more heavily armed or more supportive of the Second Amendment, certainly, but a more heavily armed group in the country than the MAGA movement or the people on January 6th or whatever part of the Venn diagram you want to call them. Not a gun there. Not a gun there from the most heavily armed part of the population in America. Has that, isn't that a little bit interesting to you? Insurrection. Violent insurrection. He goes on to speak about extremism. This I, I did clip one piece, and I, I know it's like listening to Gabby Johnson speak when you listen to him. I, it, it's 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 right. It 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 it's deserving of that kind of kind of humor to think about the the, re, the the rhetorical skills and the ability to connect a thought to a word with Joe Biden. But I I, I did clip this 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 part that I want to play for you. Bear with me one moment while uh, we pull it up. Trump won't do what an American president must do. 
He refuses to denounce political violence. So hear me clearly. I'll say what Donald Trump won't. Political violence is never, ever acceptable in the United States political system. Never, never, never. It has no place in a democracy. None. Ever hear anything like that in 2020 from Joe Biden? Former vice president and, and, and candidate for president? Ever hear anything like that from him? Where there were a lot more than 11 or 1,200 people arrested. Tens of thousands of people. I have, actually, I'm sorry, I don't mean to overstate it. I think 15,000 people were arrested for the riots in 2020. 30 people killed. 30 people killed. The only person killed on January 6th was one of the protesters or rioters or whatever you want to call them. One to 30. Did you ever hear that kind of voice? Did you ever hear that kind of passion? Did you ever hear that kind of plea from him? Or did you rather hear nothing from him and Kamala Harris saying these riots will not stop or these protests will not stop? They must not stop. They will go on. Or did you hear Nancy Pelosi, when asked about them in her home state, home city of Baltimore, say, People will do what people will do. Those defenses aren't available. They shouldn't be, and they aren't available to one side in this country. They shouldn't be, and they aren't. They shouldn't have been available to the other side either, that with a much smaller set of incidents and a much smaller set of problems and a much smaller set of violations of law, much smaller, whether you want to go by arrests, one to four, uh, 1,200 to 14,000, or whether you want to go to the body count, zero to 30. Much smaller, the most extreme rhetoric, the most vociferous rhetoric, the most denunciatory rhetoric is used. All the while trying to keep the man who said march peacefully and patriotically because we believe in protest in this country, evidently, we believe in the First Amendment, evidently, is guilty of insurrection. By the way, I want you to think about this, this movement Joe Biden is condemning here, the entire Republican Party. I want you to think about that. 1,200 arrested? 74-plus million votes for Donald Trump? All of this over... Two thousandths of a percent of the party. Two thousandths of a percent on the party. You could not find it on a pie chart with a magnifying glass. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studio, brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. Let's give out the number, 602 Open lines, of course. Open lines Friday, I should say. And fun Friday a little bit. Let's try. Let's. The new year should have a little lift. So it's good to have you in, in studio, Mr. Bill. I brought up a, I guess, slightly uncomfortable thing I didn't mean to. With regard to the reference to Blazing Saddles, you just admitted to me right before we went on air, too quickly for me to do anything about, so we'll do it here That's because we're roll. about repairing the world. Might uh, as yes. well give the audience the benefit of this. Let's circle back. Let's circle back. <laughs> what is this, Jen Psaki? Yeah, Jen Psaki. <laughs> we'll circle back. Right. Let that be the last time we're compared to Jen, Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki is let's circle back, and Karen Jean-Pierre is the president. It has been very clear. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Right. Top of mind. Top of mind. That's yeah. a, that's a as the pre- beer. Yeah, as I've already stated, yeah. and the president has been very clear, you for anything further, we're going to have to refer yeah. you to the White House Counsel's Office. <laughs> yes. You could do the job. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Why not have the White House Counsel's Office become the press secretary? Right. Cut out <laughs> Actually, the that, if that's not... <laughs> Why? Has anyone suggested that? We can just cut out the middleman, have the White House Counsel be the press... There is a debate going on. I don't know if you saw this in Axios, by the way. Um, a debate, a uh, a controversy uh, between Karen Jean-Pierre and uh, John Kirby. You know John Kirby who mm-hmm. does the briefings with her? Uh, she hasn't done evidently in like four months, three three or four months, a solo briefing except once, except once without him there. And evidently there's a little bit of a, of a problem um, because Joe Biden wants him there and she feels like it's kind of crimping her style a little bit. Most of us kind of like hearing John Kirby. I think he's clear. I, I don't I mean, I don't agree with what's coming out of his mouth, but he's clear and he answers the question. And I think smartly he's he's no he's no lightweight. Um, it's an improvement and she hates it. Mm. Obviously, as Winston Churchill saw, said, the way mediocrity always treats true brilliance. Not that I'm Churchill and not that John Kirby is truly brilliant, but you get the point of. An analogy. Mr. Bill, Blazing Saddles, you asked me, should you see it? You have never seen it. Well, pardon my shock for all the years of you having been the producer of this show and all the references I've made to it and you not having seen it. You've never admitted to this before. I haven't, have I? No. Yeah, I, I know I some just clips assumed of it, but... everyone has seen it who's over the age of, I don't know, your age. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, a man of a certain age like A myself. man of a certain age. Uh, should you see it? Sure. Sure. You'll understand how funny my references are then, and maybe you'll start laughing. <laughs> That's why you should see it. I rewatched it about uh, a couple, two years ago, maybe. <laughs> it's not as funny as it was, mm. but it's worth watching, and you could never make it today. You could never make it today. Take Dave Chappelle. Um, who else would I add here? Uh, Bill uh, Burr. Take Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr. Adam Carolla, give them Tourette's syndrome <laughs> and, and, and a lot of alcohol, and you still don't have blazing saddles. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that would be fair to say for those that know all those references. Yeah. yeah. Is that, you, have you seen it, young David? Yeah. Yeah. Am I right? I'm right, aren't I? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You, you can't even can't even talk about no, it. No, you can't. Yeah. Not much. I, I think I am re- reduced to that one reference to Gabby That's about Johnson. As far as we can do. That's about as far as we can go. What did we learn this week, Mr. Bill? Well, I learned that in the city of Phoenix, fireworks are illegal, except for uh, before 1 a.m. between May 3rd and 6th. June 24th to July 5th, <laughs> and December 24th through January 3rd. And uh, that's like saying stealing is illegal unless you really want the thing. Okay. Why, why do we even – why bother? <laughs> it's like the purge. You know? They think that yeah. uh, if you can conduct your crime on one day a year, or at least in this case it's three an amnesty? holidays a year. It's an amnesty yeah, day? Yeah, this is your amnesty day. Uh-huh. Okay. I, you, know what, you know what strikes me? What? I – Okay, I get the Cinco de Mayo as a holiday, 
But why are we giving people access to fireworks on a day that is non-traditionally associated with fireworks? Yeah, I get the point. You know, yeah, it's, it's almost it's, like – It's odd. Yeah, it's it odd. is odd, yeah. I also don't remember ever seeing fireworks on Cinco de Mayo. No, I don't think I've ever seen a fire. It's Am like I wrong here? It's this like, Halloween, we're going to let you have fireworks. Why? No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like saying that. It's like saying this Thanksgiving, we're going to let you eat chicken. It's not related to the exactly. holiday. That you see my point. Yeah, it's, it's this odd. Halloween we're going to let you eat birthday cake. Yeah, it's just odd it's not it, related this, to the holiday with whom fireworks celebrations are yeah, not associated. No, yeah. maybe Mexican Independence Day, but that's not Cinco de Mayo. No, it's uh, September sixteenth. What do you have yeah. to tell us that you learned this week, young David? Oh my gosh, am I going to bore you with some history? Probably, probably. Well, since I told you all about my New Year's resolution to read all of Chandler's works, I figure I ought to go up and look up the life of this bozo and see, you know, just what kind of a person whose content I'm going to be reading in 2024. And? Is and there anything I, interesting? Oh, come on. We're getting there. Well, I found out that uh, <laughs> after a relatively <laughs> Are successful- Are you waiting for me to tee it up for you? <laughs> I found out that after a relatively successful career as an oil vice president in the 1930s, he was uh, asked to leave his job for some uh, philandering with uh, alcohol and women mm-hmm. and just decided to uh, pick up writing at the ripe old age of 44. No kidding. And actually that encouraged me because I figured yeah. with what 44 can do, 24 can beat. Yeah, nice. You going to write some novels? I don't know. <laughs> okay, nice. He All was right. asked to leave like Oscar Madison. He was asked to Or is to it Felix leave. Unger? They both were. That's yeah, the, okay. I, I, so I got it Initially, I looked into it and I thought, oh, goodness, it was the depression. He lost his job. No, no, he had a very cushy job. <laughs> Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request On came from, the, yeah, yeah. From, from his wife. With nowhere else to go, he went to the home of his longtime friend, Oscar Madison, whose wife also asked him to Remove himself from his place of residence. There we Sexist, it. by the way. Oh, Ricky Gervais should be in that in that uh, in that grouping of, of, of Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, sexist though. His residence. Mm. Yeah. Right? Zier's residence. Yeah. yeah. Zier's residence. Their residence. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Who had the deed to the house? It's a community property. You don't want to get down that road. Is that right? <laughs> Why are we talking about <laughs> yeah, that? No, let's not. <laughs> All right. I have a lot more to um, – yes, I did want to do two things that were important, I think. One – thank you, Mr. Bill. For, thank you, If sir. you have anything more, you're welcome to share it with us. Uh, nothing further, sir. Okay. Uh, yes, there is an important essay – from a professor at Hillsdale that I want to share with you on decline being a choice. Isn't that interesting as a topic? Decline being a choice. What kind of decline? National. National decline, which I think a lot of us, unbeknownst to the president at Valley Forge today, truly believe. By the way, it is interesting. He took this whole speech, not one positive thing. It's a campaign speech, not one positive thing about his presidency. I knew January 6th, which is tomorrow, would be a thing. I just, I knew it would. Let's hope it's the last thing. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, brought to you by our good friends at the Midas Gold Group. They've told us that the U.S. government and the Fed will have no choice but to eventually steer interest rates lower, because if they don't, the current level of interest rates will bankrupt the nation. There's no telling when the dam will break, but when it does, Midas wants to make sure you have flood insurance, in this case, gold. 
Call Midas Gold Group now. Look into the opportunities gold can provide you as a way to diversify your investments. Call 480-360-3000 or go to MidasGoldGroup.com. Midas Gold Group is the nation's number one veteran-owned gold IRA firm. Protect your assets. Call 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. Midas Gold Group, always faithful. MidasGoldGroup.com. Uh, Valley Forge, one last thing on this. Before I'll do it before I get to this interesting piece about decline as a choice. One more thing on the Valley Forge speech. Um, why today? Why January 5th? Why not do it on January 6th? It's going to get this. In fact, one could argue it would be more publicized if he gave it on January 6th because it would make the Sunday newspapers and the Sunday shows a little bit more um, a, middle, a, a little bit more close in time, propinquitous, if you will. Fridays tend to be the kind of time when you put out a report that you want buried, when you kind of don't want, because Saturday is a low news acquisition day. It's a low news readership day. It's like the least, uh, the, the time people least tune into the news or read newspapers, if you look at those kinds of things. That having been said, there is an answer. There is an answer why he didn't give it yesterday, uh, tomorrow. You know what it is? And it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny because he opens up his speech regaling us with the tale of Valley Forge, you know, the winter of woe and how they didn't – the cold, bitter snowstorms and, all, you know, everything we know about Valley Forge and the suffering that George Washington and his ordinary citizens had to deal with. He uses that phrase, by the way, George uh, Joe Biden does – in his speech, the ordinary citizens that braved the bitter, bitter, cold winter storms of Valley Forge. Do you know why he didn't give it tomorrow? He was actually slated to give it tomorrow. He was supposed to give it tomorrow. It was scheduled to be given tomorrow. Changed it to today. You know why? Snowstorm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with all the appurtenances that this non-ordinary citizen has, couldn't make it to Valley Forge <laughs> with the kinds of things George Washington and his band of brothers would never would have even dreamed of being able to have. Gore-Tex. Forget Gore-Tex. Helicopters. <laughs> heated sedans. Heated sweaters. You know? <laughs> Snowplows. He, he learned. After he regaled us of how, how tough those guys were. Not so tough. Biden comes from a long tradition of Democrats. He learned from Ed Muskie and Amy Klobuchar. What, what happens with Ed? Oh, yeah. They just, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't make a speech at a snowstorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Ed Muskie. That's yeah. right. Famously. Well done. That wasn't the crying speech, was it? I think it was. Was it and the crying it speech? Was, it was a little bit. Oh, of, that's right. It was. Yeah, it he was said it was snow. You're right. In his eye. Totally yeah. right. Yeah, totally yeah. right. He denied yeah. that he was crying. He said it was the snowstorm. Um Okay, I did want to say one other point about this, because when you do, if you do read the speech of Joe Biden's and you realize this is really all they've got, this 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 painting the Republican Party and Donald Trump as extremists. And you'll probably see the word extremist and insurrectionist in that speech. Once we get the transcript of it, you can count the words. It'll probably be at least 20 times, at least 20 times. But, you know, you think about what the Democrats do and you think about, wait, this is the party right now that is actively trying to remove Donald Trump from running for president, if not by using uh, the courts with uh, novel legal theories, then by using secretaries of state and 
legal justifications over a criminal act by using a civil standard of justice, whether it's preponderance of the evidence to find him guilty of insurrection, which can only be found with beyond a reasonable doubt, or whether it's even a lower standard of um, of a, a lower standard that that the main secretary of state used. By the way, that main secretary of state who made this unilateral decision, not even elected to that office. I don't want people to miss that point. A non-elected bureaucrat, a non-elected bureaucrat, secretary of state of Maine, made this decision for all of Maine. Anyway, um, this this is part and parcel of regime hierarchy or opinion principle hierarchy that we talk about from time to time here. What Democrats do with impunity, Republicans can't even think of. Quod licit lovi, non licit bovi, jovi, bovi. Sorry, be right back. Everything's free for a small fee. I like that. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. I love hearing from Larry and Tempe. Happy New Year, Larry. Good to hear your voice, man. Happy New Year, Seth. It's good to have my voice be heard. You betcha. And hello to Bill, sitting to your right. If he's still there, he is. He just did a thumbs up to you. All right, good guy, good man. He is. Um, you can say hi so to David I, too. Well, I, he answered the phone. Oh, so okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yep. So I, when I mean, you were talking about Blazing Saddles yes. a while ago, and it's been decades, <laughs> yeah. probably, since I watched slash listened to that. For those who don't in the audience who may not know or be aware, I'm blind, and so at some point I haven't been blind all my life. I lost my sight when I was 18, so I might have actually watched that one. Okay. I just don't remember for sure, but I remember the. That's parts of interesting. It, that's that in and of itself is an interesting phenomenon to me. Are there other things you know of, Larry, that you are not sure whether you saw or didn't? But no. Well, there are. Yeah, there, there probably are quite a few things. That's uh, just, interesting to me. Some of you know one of the things, and this is maybe not exactly the same context, but we were. I think my wife and I, maybe my parents, we were talking about something from childhood. And I was saying, well, I remember such and such happening, whatever the incident was. And I said, I remember it, but I think I remember it more from seeing the picture than I actually remembered it in person. Okay. Just because of okay. how young I would have been. Yeah. And, but otherwise, things... There are there are some things that I have pictures of in my mind that I don't know if it's pictures that I've created yeah. or pictures I actually saw. But things that did happen, things that you did know. Oh yes, yes, yes. So that yeah. tell yeah, that says something about yeah. I okay. This is a longer conversation, but anyway, it's not why you called. I'm sorry to divert you. Well, no, no, no that's okay. It's it's interesting. Part of why I called of course is the, the the humor and things like that and with Tommy Smothers dying yeah last week or whatever. Yeah. Um I that day that I heard that and read about it, I went on YouTube and pulled up Smothers Brothers. Yeah. 
and listened to a bunch of them, and I just sat on the couch and laughed. A <laughs> lot, lot of talent. A lot of talent. Yeah, and they actually could sing pretty good, too, even though that's not what they're I think. Really I think for. he's on a John Lennon album. I think Tommy Smothers recorded a uh, "Give Peace a Chance" with Tom with John Lennon. I think oh, really? he did. I think so. May not. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Happy, That's possible. Happy to be wrong, boy. Would I be yeah. happy to be wrong about that? But I think <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm right. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I just no. That's okay. I I just thought it was good since you mentioned earlier. You talked about Fun Fridays, and I thought you know it's so often. When most of the time when I call, it's about something that's yeah. We're usually pretty serious, troubling and yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I just thought. But you know, there are great truths in humor, humor too. The days gone by. There are great oh, yeah. truths to be found in humor, and well, you know, some the, of the greatest comedians are some of the most you know brilliant of commentators, whether you agree with them or yeah. not. And they, you know, and some very of the greatest lecturers yeah. and greatest commentators are very, very funny. Yeah, and I like it me. went through my mind when I was thinking about it a few minutes ago that. Some of the 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 comedians and the humor from days gone by, yeah, like the Smothers Brothers, like yep. the movies, the yep. what yep. airplane, yeah, oh god, that yes. y- you just it's there's an actual innocence to it, even yes. though <laughs> yes, it wasn't all totally. It's such a good point. It, there it was, is though it yeah. is. Um, Perhaps very, at the best, very unpolitically, in, impolitically correct. There yeah. is still, yeah. you're right, there is an innocence to it. There is an innocence yeah. to it. Part and parcel of that innocence is perhaps making fun at the prejudice underlying the joke, if that makes yeah. sense. Should yeah. I try that again? Part and parcel of the innocence is the laughter you are forced to have with the prejudice that's being poked fun at. Norman Lear died yeah. same month, right? Norman Lear, who gave us all these great sitcoms, including All in the Family. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the, I don't know if you could make All in the Family today. You probably could not. Probably not. But the point was to laugh at that point of view. Well, I didn't even think about this when I was calling. It didn't wasn't even part of what I was pondering, but... I experienced that at times being blind. Okay. There are people that don't want to laugh when I make a comment. Really? And I make because they, they like, oh 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 because they okay. they're afraid yeah. that they're gonna they're, they're afraid it's it's in it's incorrect it's not the politically correct thing to to they think they will be at. perceived as laughing at you rather than with you. Right. They 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 think they're gonna hurt my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And there have been times they when, have an overly exquisite sense of your feelings. <laughs> okay, I well, love it. Well, they have they they don't they don't understand that I'm the source of it most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and we were this my, a little story about is my previous job. I had gone into the break room to sit down for lunch, and there was a small group of coworkers at a table near me, and one of them said. Something about my shirt. They said, oh, Larry, we sure like your green shirt. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew it wasn't green. Mm-hmm. And they knew I would know it wasn't green. Mm-hmm. And I just laughed and smiled and then said, oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the other guys, I think that was a lady. Mm-hmm. And a guy sitting at the other table kind of needled her and say, I don't tell him it's green when he knows it's red. Uh-huh. It wasn't red either. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. he was doing the exact same thing, uh-huh. knowing that I would just laugh at him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Yep. The guy came to me later and said, a lady there in the break room came over to me and scolded me for saying that to you because I never should have said it. And we laughed and I said, well, she obviously doesn't know me, does she? Yeah. Yeah. And yet she stood. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, she was standing up for my feelings that weren't hurt. Do, do, do you know? Yeah, 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 that's right. She was standing up for your feelings that weren't hurt. She was repairing a leg that wasn't yeah. broken. Uh, this this is the original Karen, you know? This, you know, the phenomenon of the Karen. This is the original Karen trying to fix a problem that doesn't exist. Yeah. 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 That's right. Oh, my gosh, Larry. Well, I'm so glad the, to kick off the year hearing from you. Well, I, I'm, I'm still listening. I. We'll call when pertinent or when I've got I, something like this to talk about. Okay, all right. Just, I will try to I, be. I will try to be pertinent. <laughs> there well, you no, go. What you're saying, <laughs> I, I mean, know. I know. Don't be context of what I don't, have. Don't be Karen esque about it. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't uh, don't think that you're sticking up for my hurt feelings, which aren't hurt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, just, just as we. Pardon my imp- pardon my impertinence, but I gotta go. All <laughs> yes, right, right but mom always did love you best. <laughs> God love you. Thank you. We'll be right back. Portions of the show brought to you by our great friends at Y Refi. Y Refi has a secure and collateralized portfolio you can invest in with a ton of flexibility where you are in control. You can turn your income on or off, compound it. Whatever you like, there are absolutely no fees. Get a monthly statement with no surprises and no attack on principle if you ever need your money back. This investment is offering up to a 10.25% fixed rate of return. That's right, a 10.25% fixed rate of return. And it's not correlated to the stock market or the Federal Reserve. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com. Or call 888-YREFI-24, 888-YREFI-24. We are doing a holiday. Um, we, we didn't do our holiday party in December, so we're going to be doing it next week, I guess, or in the next fortnight. And it's kind of raising a little bit, as you can imagine, series of controversies and questions. So it's been decided it's going to become a white elephant party, and there's also a question as to what the food should be. Hmm. And we all get a say on it now. It's a lunch on a lunch so I don't eat lunch, as you know, but someone said, do you get a choice? Do, should you be able to vote on the food if you're not eating? I, I should have more than one vote because it shows you how much more altruistic I am. I'm caring more about what others I'm not caring about myself. It's kind of King Solomon-esque, I would think, with the baby, don't you? Yeah. Uh, they should take my view on this. Anyway, Mr. Bill, you're here yes. because you and I were in the hallway saying, just what is the origin of a white elephant anyway? It's not like the White Tigers of Timbavati. And uh, you said you, you could do some research on this, and you have produced such. You mentioned King Solomon. Speaking of kings, and I'll give this to you like Cliff Clavin. Uh, you know, Noam, the phrase is said to come from the King of Siam, now Thailand, giving rare albino elephants to courtiers who had displeased him so that they might be ruined by the animal's uh, upkeep costs. Oh, because they're very—they cost a lot to upkeep in— Tales of yore and a lot, lore. A lot of food. <laughs> a lot of food. Yeah, sure. But do, why a white any elephant be yeah, expensive? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Why does it have to? Why do we need to make it a racial thing? Why do we Good have questions. to bring race into this yeah, conversation? Why do we have Bill? to bring race into our party? <laughs> white elephant party. Yeah. 
White elephants matter. White elephants matter. I'm right about that. I should have more than one vote on what the food is since I'm obviously well, Would you like about- to discuss it? Because I, I have strong opinions. What do you want? Just as we talked about for the past month, I think it needs to be Mexican. Why? It's a holiday of cuisine, Mexican. Oh, it's a fair point. It's, I mean, why is it tastier in December? It might be like slightly less tasty in January, but you know, it won't be as normal you know as what? it would be in June. It's, it was you know not I mean? my suggestion. Like if Mexican food uh, is 200% point. better in December, maybe it's like 180% okay. better in November and January. It should be submarine sandwiches and it should be a like a six foot long sub because that is a great party and a great thing to serve and it makes everyone happy. That's my view, but you make a very good intellectual point, young David. You do. I have to hand it to you. We'll be right back. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. 